It's important just to point your compass towards joy. And play like you, be like you, and don't overthink it. Just so you can see, here is that same green tea. Yeah. I don't know if you can really see it, but... Yeah, yeah, it's green. Dude, it's like neon green, yeah. It so, is. Just just thought you should know, man. It looks like... um. It looks like, yeah, it looks like a, like something that shouldn't be good for you, basically. Like a, like a tango or like <laughs> it a- It looks, like a, yeah, like Mountain Dew. Yeah, exactly. It looks exactly like Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and it was, it was kind of one of those things where I'd seen some people posting, um, I've been doing a lot of research on tea as mm-hmm. of late, and I saw some people posting their green tea, and a lot of it wasn't green, and I was like- <laughs> Dude, it's in the title. Like, if you have legit green tea, it should be green. Yeah. Now, this is matcha infused, so it's a little bit extra green. This is gyokuro. Yeah. So it's a little uh, extra, but mm-hmm. it's it should be green. That's all. I'm also That's all. loving. Moving on. I'm also loving the the shots from the uh, jam room. The, from the practice, yeah, the practice room. room, mate. It's nice. It's crispy. Very crispy. I, I, is that the is that so the camera mic on that one or not? No, no. Okay, no. okay. And that's <laughs> I thought, woo! I need to upgrade everybody's, mine. Everybody's been like, is that the new iPhone 14? I was like, <laughs> uh, it's a Sony cinema camera with a $3,000 lens. And then there's two room mics that are out of shot. Okay, so, two. Okay, yeah. okay. Because I thought it did sound very, very good. I thought at least one mic, but... Yeah, it's not being mixed heavily at all because I want it to be that kind of... I don't know, like you're watching me practice because that's literally what it is. That's the room I practice in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I got to say, <clears throat> so I I cranked up my... Oh, by the way, everyone, welcome into Drum with Mike and Eddie. We're live. What's going on, people? Uh, I'm just... <laughs> uh, if you are new to this podcast, this is a podcast definitely by two drummers about drumming, but we get into a lot more than just drumming. Uh, I would say it's it's kind of the emotional side of this instrument that we all love so much and the head games that we play with ourselves while doing this so anyways part of the head games speaking of i cranked up that um bop kit the gretsch river cypress Mm -hmm. just to do is like hey i've never tuned it high because i always have that 70s kit cranked up as my jazz kit i wanted to hear how the river cypress sounded i didn't bring it back down i didn't put anything back in the bass room i just moved it back into the other room and it's starting to mess with my head i play that drum set differently and i play and the drumming that is coming out of me is i would say more melodic mm-hmm. more thought out more thematic and it's starting to mess with me like am i gonna crank my drums for basic like i seem to play better by myself mm-hmm. not in a musical situation right. but by myself just playing a drum solo when the drums are almost cranked up like jazz tuning so wow. kind of messing with my head a bit so are you do you know what you're doing for basic yet or even if you do, are you not going to say? There you go. There no, you I just go. needed you to extend it out while I took that. <laughs> Give me like a, a two sentences. When is it? Is it? It's coming up soon, isn't it? I don't know why I'm watching, in, looking at my clock watch, but there we go. Yeah, it's in. It's in one of the burrs. It's either in October, September, November, December. It's okay. in a burr. Okay, it's in a burr. Um, yeah, so it's. I think it's November, but it might be September. Uh, okay. Anyways, it's coming up. Um, so I I do know what I'm doing. I know what the theme of the clinic is, which it 
I had planned that it was going to be the same thing as the UK drum show. I didn't know that the UK drum show was going to put the whole thing out on YouTube. I mean, I guess I did because they obviously ask if they can film us, but I didn't know it was going to be start to finish. They, I thought it'd be kind of like a they, collection. They did you, you know? die. They basically said, you can never teach this again. Um, cause I don't want anybody to sit in the crowd and be like, ah, we've seen this one. Yeah. You know? So, exactly. so yeah, so I did come up with a new concept. Um, but the goal, my first drum solo ever in a in a real clinic was at PASIC 2013. So it's been a decade since I had my first, oh my God, I'm about to play a drum solo. Now, the difference between then and now is that drum solo is, I think, like eight minutes long. And I would say it's 95% through composed, meaning that 95% of it, I know exactly what I'm doing, note for note. Right. I practiced it a thousand times because that was the only way I could get over the nerves. Mm-hmm. I just... I'm not an improviser. I didn't grow up playing improvised music. I didn't, you know, even the jazz I did as a kid and as a teenager was all big band and swing. It wasn't trading eights and trading 16s with sax players. Yeah. So long story short, the goal this time is to be able to get up there and play a drum solo that's maybe only 5% composed and the rest is we'll see what happens. So that would be a huge leap for me as a clinician because I haven't gotten to that place yet. It's ballsy, man. It's ballsy. (laughs) I I genuinely don't think I could ever get to that point of doing that. Like, I really couldn't. Drum solos scare me so much. But also, if I'm honest with myself, I don't enjoy playing them. I love improvising. I love that, like pretty much in... In Busted, I kind of improvise. In LTA, I definitely improvise live. Um, and the the last two sort of live shows I filled in for, I definitely improvised because I didn't know the songs. So <laughs> I like improvising in front of people. I find it like exciting and it all depends on your mood and how you're feeling. But take the music away. I'm like, whoa, now this is, there's just so much time and space to get in your head. And that's the thing I struggle with. Yeah, and 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 so do I. I haven't. That's the thing is I haven't overcome that yet. I I play solos in almost every clinic I do, in every festival I do, but those solos happen to be inside of a track. Yeah, that track has a click. That track has stabs that hold me together. Little reset points. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's music. Like if I needed to just lay out for a second, there's still like a bass line going, yeah. or there's some sort of vamp. And yeah, to sit down, no click, and the first note you play from that moment on, you're out there on your own. It's just, it's also it's like, like uh, balancing like how crazy things should be versus how like quote unquote like smart you can you should be. Do you know what I mean? It's like no one wants to see absolutely. someone go out there and just sh- like shed and shred for like 15 minutes straight. But then also it's like, you also don't want to see someone who just plays groove the whole time, really, in a drum solo. So you've got to like go through all of those different areas of drumming and balancing like how much time you spend in those different areas of drumming is really difficult. So yeah. That is 100% the balance that I'm going with today. You know, I told you on our voice note, but I got here so early this morning that I surprised our cleaner. Half two in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just about um so just for everybody to be all the way on the inside eddie and i are both getting over a cold i'm in the midst of it he's just getting over it so if you hear any weird coughs or sniffles yeah. that's what's yeah, going sorry. on if our voices sound a little different yeah. we apologize but because uh, i don't know maybe because of my straight edge nature 
But cold medicine might as well just be black tar heroin with some Lebanese blonde hash mixed in. I'm I mean, I'm, dude, it does me dirty. <laughs> It shuts me like I am so insanely awake while being so drowsy. And I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. I've got restless leg syndrome. Yeah. I've got a weird tick in my elbow. Same. My cheek is twitching Same. and I'm tired. Mate, <laughs> Same. I, I try not to take it anymore. So it's just like I'm going proper just suffer through proper hippie at the minute. I'm just like, no, yeah. I'm fine, man. I'm, I'm all good. I, my don't thing is a Lucozade. Do you have Lucozade in America? No. Okay. So this is like, this isn't. Gatorade. This isn't okay. like as as sugary as Gatorade, I don't think. But it's, okay, but it's not water. All right, gotcha. So electrolytes, some vitamins. <laughs> exactly. I think it's kind of like kind of like Powerade. I would say Lucozade okay. and Powerade are sort of on there. This Got is it. designed for people who you know are into sports and blah blah blah. I'm telling you now, okay. right? If the CEO of Lucozade is listening, the only time someone is buying a, a Lucozade here in the UK is either if they've got a cold, right? Or if they're hungover. That is it. No sportsmen are actually drinking this drink. No one. I love it. Absolutely so, love yeah. it. So yeah, that's what I'm on oh, today, so mate. Good. That's what I'm on. A bit of Luke Well, made. speaking of that, I came in at like 5 a.m., scared because I couldn't sleep anymore, scared the cleaner, the lady that cleans the studio once a week, um, gave her the bejeebers, but I was like, this is perfect. There's a human being in my studio, which other than our live podcast never happens uh-huh. or a camp. And I was like, I'm going to go in the practice room and play a drum solo knowing that she can hear me. She doesn't care. She's vacuuming. <laughs> she doesn't. I'm assuming she doesn't play drums. I'm assuming she doesn't know if I'm in seven or if I'm in four. But it's still just that one person yeah. that might be listening that gets your heart rate going a little mm-hmm. bit and makes you perform like I don't know. What if she live streams this? What if <laughs> what if Sarah's just vacuuming and she's like, you know what? I'm at a studio. Let me live stream this. So you just it puts the tiniest bit of pressure on. And what you said is exactly what I'm going through. Like, how busy is this? Um, am I skipping over the hooky parts? That's what I'm trying to focus on right now is find some catchy repetition yeah. that if someone in the crowd, because I used to do this all the time when I would watch Weckl solo. Um, I mean, Weckl was my big one that I, I always went to all of his performances. If they were nearby, if he was doing a clinic within two or three hours, I drove to it. He's actually on PASIC. So that makes me a little extra that nervous because he's my hero. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Dave, you stuck around. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I heard there's a fire. You should leave. Um, so anyways, um, the one thing that I remember from his solos is that he would do little things. And I, I remember feeling deeply, do it again, do it again. Cause I, I, it was like, Oh, I didn't catch it. And it was such a cool thing. And he would, he recognized what was catchy and I'm trying, that's my big focus right now. It's not how complicated of things I can play. It's, can you recognize in the moment that you just did something that is worthy of repetition? Yeah. What, um, and that is a tough thing. You know, you were going live on YouTube before a couple yeah. months ago. I did that yesterday too. Oh, you did it yesterday. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, because I can't film a YouTube lesson right now because I'm too sick. Yeah. So I was like, well, I can go live. Yeah. I was going to say, are you going to use that as your sort of... I want to. The problem is I'm actually kind of protective over this solo at the moment. Um, 
because there's some things that I've never played before. And I know that no one cares. It's not like a hit single, but there's things that I just want them to be fresh in the moment where people are like, I've never seen Mike go there before. Um, Some transitions that I'm like, oh man, I'm really proud of that. A little bit of IP went into that. Um, And then some nods to some heroes um, and even a nod to my solo from 2013 for just in case there are people in the crowd they're like man i mean I, I do honestly get quite a few dms of people saying like that 2013 basic solo i've watched it a million times and it's like that's rad but the only reason i don't feel a ton of pride is because i know that i spent a year writing that drum solo right. almost note for note yeah. i mean i could i could probably play it right now um so <laughs> this is a very huge step as far as get up there like even just the first phrase i play what if i play it 15 bpm too fast now 90 percent of the ideas i have won't work i'm not good enough to do them so um and i feel like and you'll probably relate to this as a band guy but i feel like right now the busyness of a drum solo where i'm at as a soloist Mm -hmm. is very similar to tempos in your first band where in the moment you think nailed it and then you watch it back or listen back and you're like was I that busy? Yeah. I don't remember that. I know. Or I, was I that fast? You know? It's the worst, man. It's the worst. And and it's just, it's, it's what happens when you don't play to click though live. Like, especially your, your heart rate's going to be through the roof. So it's like. Totally. Yeah. It's just one of those things that, I mean, it's ballsy. Like I said, man, it's very ballsy and fair play for doing it. I was listening to a, a boxer talk about just being a professional boxer and how there's only a very small percentage of people in the entire world that are have the balls to do it even the walk to the ring even the walk isn't like most people wouldn't do that to walk down to a ring no to fight with someone with millions of people watching Publicly. at home with thousands yeah. of people in the arena and you could get knocked out it's the way i see a drum solo at a drum festival it's like okay cool we're 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 doing this and you're accepting that things could go wrong but also like you know you know what and you're doing c- it's the same with boxers and they know what they're doing yeah, things could also go wrong a lot more publicly than they could have 15 years ago. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, and so I remember, you know, the only footage that exists of my 2013 PASIC solo is my footage. Yeah. I, I'm the one that put it out. Yeah. Now it'll be, I mean, you know, it could be 500 camera phones that are putting it out. Um, now, I've never seen somebody wreck in a drum solo and then it get turned into a meme or made fun of or anything like that. The drumming community is way too kind for that, but it doesn't mean that that stuff doesn't happen in our heads because we're just literally living that life of like imposter syndrome, yeah. bad wolf crap. Mm-hmm. So by the way, um, on that topic, I got an amazing video before we get into our main topic, which is choose your own adventure. Um, I got an amazing video from a guy named Frank and I think this is his real last name, but his name is Frank Vanderboom. Wow. And drummer with the last name Vanderboom is a stud. He sounds like he uh, should have he, like a documentary made about him. Yeah. He, uh, and he's a really, he's an incredible drummer, a beautiful man. But anyways, he's also a nurse practitioner and he works with children. And he was saying like, look, I've listened to all the episodes of your guys's podcast and you guys talk a lot about depression, a lot about um, imposter syndrome and mental health. But please know that what you guys are experiencing is very light compared to real depression and real mental health issues. And at first I was like, whoa, hold on, man. Like there's so many different levels. It's not like we're not allowed 
to tell you what's going on. But the truth is he's right in the fact that we need to make sure that our listeners always know that we're talking from our experiences. Yeah, we're very fortunate to be able to pull ourselves out of these holes that we get ourselves into. Eddie and I both have a very healthy, I would say, ego as far as, yes, we have minor depression, minor loneliness, minor imposter syndrome, but usually we can get ourselves out of this. If any of you ever experience it on a deeper level, one, you can reach out to us, or two, do not be afraid to reach out to a professional and get some help. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, like, you know, yeah, we talk about like just the mental side of things quite a lot. But, you know, yeah, he is right. I mean, a lot of my friends have, you know, severe mental mental health problems. And, you know, I think, you know, everyone has it on a, on a certain level, but there is that next level where it's, you know, it's scary and whatnot. So definitely reach out to someone if, if you experience that sort of side of things, man, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Frank, thank you for your video. And I, uh, I really appreciate you bringing that to our attention. All right, let's get into our main topic. Right. Oh my goodness. Got- okay. So, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean, I, yeah, ha. yep, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. No, it's fine. I've, um, you, 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 you let the listeners know what's going on. Um, okay. And then, uh, I'll prepare myself. Okay. So if you are an American and, you are, say, between the ages of 30 and 50. You might be familiar with the books that are called Choose Your Own Adventure Books. If not, I will explain to everyone else that wasn't fortunate enough to be tortured by these books. So basically, what it is is a book where these are fun books for kids to read, but at the end of every small chapter, there's a choice that you have to make, and it'll say, choose your own adventure. So let's say that I'm Going into a cave and I encounter a dragon at the end of the chapter, it'll say, choose your own adventure. If you want to stay and fight the dragon, turn to page 47. If you want to run away from the dragon, turn to page 52. So you just think, all right, well, I'm not going to fight the dragon. Turn to page 52. You turn to page 52 and it says, as you run away, you trip over a stick and the dragon eats you from behind. And you're like, son of a biscuit. So your goal through these books is to make better choices each time you read the book to get all the way to the end. Okay. So very cool books. And I just, for some weird reason, had a flashback to those books, immediately voice noted Eddie. And I was like, dude, we got to do a choose your own adventure. So I've come up with two possible scenarios for Eddie. He's come up with two possible scenarios for me. We have not talked about these scenarios whatsoever. And then we have to choose our own adventure. And then our goal here is to just give you guys some insight into our mindset. Why do we make the choices we make? I always say, Fills don't get you fired. Choices get you fired. You chose to blaze those chops in the middle of a 3-4 ballot at church. That's on you. The choice got you fired. The fill didn't get you fired. So same thing with this. A lot of times when we look at like mine and Eddie's career or whoever your heroes may be, sometimes it's not the, the, the talent. I mean, I think Instagram showed us pretty early on that the talent is abundant in this world. It's the choices we make. So we are going to walk you through some of our choices. Oui. And I, I don't know what Eddie's got for me, but I know that my choices for Eddie are pretty difficult. I, All right. You want to go first? No, you go first. Just so I can see. I just want to know if I've done this <laughs> okay. right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. <clears throat> Eddie Thrower. Blink-182 is getting back together. They're doing two years of short-run fly dates. No extended touring. You'll just be flying to the gig and flying back home over the course of two years. They do want you to be the new drummer in the band. You are not filling in. You are the drummer replacing Travis Barker. 
Do you choose to join the band and become the new drummer, or do you decline their offer and spend the rest of your life telling everyone how you were almost in Blink-182? Oh. <laughs> um, oh, that is... Uh, I join them. You're joining Blink-182? So you are... So. If it if their album tanks, it's because of the guy that replaced Travis Barker. <laughs> I mean, I, walk me through. I don't know. Walk me through the- I don't know if I could be the guy that replaces Travis Barker. To be honest. All right. I tell me what think you're thinking. Ha- what What are you weighing in your head right now? I'm just seeing the YouTube comments, and it's pissed me off. You know what I mean? It's It's just like I'm just. Freaking I'm seeing YouTubers. the trolls. I'm hearing the trolls. Um, I, it's weird because it, I like going against the grain. I like to think right, and in this situation. Going against the grain would be like, look, I respect Travi too much. No one can replace Travi Barker. So like, thanks for the offer, but no thanks. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But mm, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to take two years. It. That's a solid gig. You, you, okay. You know, they pay a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No extended touring, just a quick fly date to Egypt, play at the pyramids, get back home. No extended touring whatsoever. Nope, these are just fly dates. Just like a quick date at the Eiffel Tower. Play, come back home on your private jet. Wow. Um, <laughs> that is rough. See, I threw the details in to mess with you a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, mate, this is hard. I'm, gonna not, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. Okay. I'm not taking it. Oof. All right, not taking the gig. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm very proud of you. Um, I think that that is a tough thing to weigh because obviously it's a it's a commitment. And like I said, it's not filling in for Travis. You are the new drummer in Blink-182. So that comes with possible you're on the next album. Um, but they're past. Let's be honest. They are past their prime. So you're also the new drummer in a band that used to be massive and is putting out new music and where does that fit and are you getting compared to the old blink 182 i mean that can be tough yeah and, and that's the thing like no one can replace there's certain people that are unreplaceable and, and at the minute like foo fighters are experiencing that with with taylor rest in peace you know right it's yes. like that that um i don't know if you watched that remote um remembrance show mate it was crazy i yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. But like the the crazy thing is you're getting Travi Barker up there. You're getting um, Josh Freeze. Josh Freeze. It still doesn't sound like the Foo Fighters. It's, it, yeah. it just didn't sound like the So it's crazy. And I just think some people are irreplaceable. And it's like, you know, I just think, yeah, in that situation, nah, I think you just. You, Beautiful. Yeah, I think you just say no. I think you just say no. I think you made a good choice. All right. Okay. It is time for your first one. All right. Look, I think I, I kind of think I've done it right. I kind of think I've done it wrong at the same time. So I, <laughs> so we'll just go with this. I'll just see how it happens. I'll just see how it works. Anyway, so you are sat at home one evening, right? Just watching YouTube with Amber and the dogs and you've just had a, mm-hmm. and you've just finished a camp and it's been wicked and you've got to, you know, you're like wicked. I'm, I'm filming some courses tomorrow. Life's good. All right, I'm gonna hit the I'm gonna hit the hay. I'm gonna go to bed. But then your phone rings, right? And it is good old Phil Collins on the phone. God dang it, I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> so now I've got you two f- options, right? Funky boy. Two okay. options. Two two different roads mm. to go down. Option one. He wants you to tour his new album. 
So he wants you to be the live drummer. He wants you to play all the arenas, the TV gigs, and there's also a live DVD being shot, right? Oh. Now, um, where would we play this DVD? We don't know. We just rub it on the screens of our old TV. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I'll rephrase that bit. Um, there's a Netflix spe- special being. There we go. Yeah, I'll then, take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes a little more yeah. sense. Or an Amazon special, uh, whichever one. Shout out to our younger followers. Uh, but the thing is, it means that you, you can't do Mike'sLessons.com for at least a year and a half to two years, just because the touring <laughs> is yep. touring is intense. intense. So he wants you to be the live drummer the, and uh, play, on the, play on the Netflix special, do all the arena gigs, the TV gigs, but you can't do your website. It's just you won't have the time to do it. Or the other path, he wants you to record the album, uh, but it means you don't have time to do any of the camps, any or any clinics, any masterclasses that come up, but you can probably still run your website. So the options are live drummer, but no mikeslessons.com or studio drummer, but no camps and masterclasses. You, you're playing with my mind here <laughs> because immediately it's like, well, I'll just do the studio thing. But you know, I don't want to, I don't like being in the studio. Like that, those stupid ass, they call them cans, put on the cans and then you put on the cans and then I get nervous and I start sweating and I just, ah, okay. Oh boy. Okay. Now the live thing, even though I don't want to tour anymore, I know that touring on the level with Phil Collins is a different level. Yeah. It's not van and trailer. I don't think Phil's doing van and trailer. The same thing is so. the same thing as what you gave me. You can come back in the week. Yeah. You can still do. Okay. Uh, oh no. Uh, but no, you can't, can't do the you website. Can't do your website. You can't do your website. Okay. So that would crush my soul for sure. But there's a part of me that just thinks about where we're at with social media. If I did a year and a half of dates with Phil Collins, those pictures, the the social media package I would get at the end of that would last me. It, it would almost restart the legitimized professional drummer thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, Mike just did that. Um, so that part is very appealing, but losing the website would crush my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this, I think I would actually choose the studio thing for two reasons. One, I still get to do my website and that is really in the end, I've told Amber since we started Mike'sLessons.com unless Sting, Phil Collins or Peter Gabriel calls, I want no part of it. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Um, and so, and then all of a sudden she's like, Hey, Phil's on the phone. I'm like, Oh, Shiza. <laughs> so, oops. Uh, so with that being said, I think I'm going to do the session thing because <laughs> my stupid teacher brain never stops. I think I could turn it into a lesson of overcoming your fears of being a session drummer. Cause I feel like the people that tell you about overcoming your fears of being a session drummer, they don't have any fears about being a session. drummer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like me telling you like how to get over your fears of public speaking. I don't have any fears of it. I don't know how to get over exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Give me a mic. I'm ready to go. Yeah. yeah. So I think that the doing one an album with Phil Collins would last a lifetime. Getting to see my hero do his job in the studio is actually more appealing mm-hmm. to me than seeing my hero do his job on the road. And then just having to face one of my fears where in all honesty, even now, you know, 15 years removed from touring, 
the thought of playing an arena with Phil Collins gives me zero butterflies of nerves. It just sounds exciting. Yeah. Like I, I'm honestly well accustomed to that in my mind. Mm -hmm. The thought of recording like the first drum fill to a Phil Collins new ballad. (laughs) Scat doom doom goo doom goo scares the sheep (laughs) out of me. The actual lamb and sheep right out of me. <laughs> so, so I think, yeah, I'm taking option two. So that means no camps, no clinics, no human interaction, basically. It's you with the online uh, website and then just the yep. studio. studio. I think that would be fine because I think after that, just being able to bring that experience to campers would be more valuable than bringing my touring experience, which the I, I already have that experience with being lucky enough to open for you know, stadium and uh, arena bands, mm-hmm. even though we were the opening band, you know, from experience, sound check is still the same. Load in is still the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. sound check is shorter because they're like, kick, done, <laughs> snare, done. Stay I'm there. Like, the doors are open. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Go ahead. Keep going. I'm like, seems like a lot of people are walking in. They're like, yeah, just keep checking that rack, Tom. That was, I'm like, okay. That was my life. Just like the sound guys just saying, boys, you might as well just stay up there. You're running 10 minutes anyway. And we're going, totally. This is, this, okay. this is it, boys. We've made it. We've made it. Because I think we all have in our heads like that thing of like a big black curtain that drops and then the whole band goes, goes. Yeah. And, it's, just like, and wow. it's like, no, no, <laughs> no, just no pyro. A couple You're of just up there. People trickling in, trickling out. Yeah. You get a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as like I'm I'm like my elbows hitting the kit of the band that's before the headliner. And yeah. I'm like, ah, God dang it. Yeah, like, why yeah, they yeah. put me? It's the best. All right. So, yeah, I'm Fair choosing play. that one. I, that was a tough one because, yeah, with number one, like you said, comes this whole sort of social media package. It comes with this. Yes. Just essentially like if you're trying to picture it, like a Dropbox folder full of just videos and content and images. And, and in a way, more for people life. know about you being their live drummer as opposed to them being a studio drummer. Do you know what I mean? No one would know except for the people I told. Exactly. How would you even know who played drums on it? So unless I was so bad, people had to find out who played drums on this album and train wreck the new (laughs) Phil Collins album. (laughs) Okay. All right. You ready for number two? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I'm turning up the heat. Things get a little tougher here. All righty. You, you love yourself a good bit of marketing. You are all about style you're about taking a product and crafting the image of it. So the company that you grew up idolizing, Zildjian, is looking for a new marketing director. Mm-hmm. Now, these numbers are completely fictitious. So anyone that thinks you can get these numbers working for Zildjian or any drum company, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. This is just to make this tough for Eddie. All right, Zildjian is looking for a new marketing director. This job pays 125000 per year, full benefits for you and the family, and covers all of your relocation cost for moving to Boston, Massachusetts. Unfortunately, you won't have time to pursue your career as a professional drummer, nor will you have time for Paragon. You will be the full-time marketing director crafting the imagery and the vibe of Zildjian for the years to come. Do you take the job or do you decline the job? You know, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, I think I don't think we were recording at the time. We said either some of these answers are going to be yes or no, or they can go yeah. really deep. Yep. This one's a quick one for me, I think. Um, and I don't think I would take it. You know why? I think I, I just I struggle to work with people. I str- mm. There's a reason yep. why I have this drum thing. 
um, the podcast, it's just me and you. And then Paragon, it's just it's just me and my mate Luke. I I really, I can't, I don't work well with people, mate. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. As much as that does sound like an amazing job, and I'm sure it is an amazing job, I just, uh, yeah, man, I need my little things. I need my drum things to create what I want and do it how I want. And I need Paragon to do the same. And yeah, I think I would struggle in a corporate position like that. I really do. Even though the money's good. Even though the money's good. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great insight, though, into the brain and the mindset of an artist and a musician, which is you're a father, you're a husband, and to have that much financial security for the family, 99% of the world that, that are not artists would be like, it's a no brain. It doesn't even matter if you hate you. Wait, you get all that and you like the job? Why would you not do that? And it's like, it's just not how our brains work, unfortunately. No, it's not. It It's not about the money. It's never been about the money. It's also kind of about the gamble. I could be broke and I also could be rich. Yeah. When you tell me 125, it's fixed. That doesn't sound exciting no, to me at all. No. I, don't, I don't even care if it's 1 million per year. It's fixed. I want the chance to have five billion per year or five dollars. That sounds like fun to me. <laughs> hey, exactly. You nailed it. It's so true. It's like, okay, it depends on how hard I work, how much money I make, and how good the ideas that I come up with are. That's what I love. Like, yes. you know, when you're in the shower and you think of an idea and you're like, okay, cool. And you go to do the idea, you spend a couple of days thinking about it whilst even trying to make it happen. And you realize it's not so much a good idea. But then there's the ones where you go, this is it. This is this is a game changer and that's really, really exciting. And I, I like the way when you're self-employed and when you work for yourself, you know, that's on you. It's all on you. And being employed and in a very corporate role, I just feel like I just wouldn't thrive. I just, I don't know. I just wouldn't, I just, yeah, I couldn't do it. I don't no. think, mate. I couldn't do I, it. I think we have the type of personalities where I will find out what is the minimum I can do to still earn this money because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go put that time and effort into something else. You yeah. Know? Yeah, um, exactly. But it's such a weird thing that that gamble, it happened to me this morning and I really don't know if anyone on the planet's going to identify with this analogy, but you might, cause you've been there in the mornings when I make your matcha. So when I'm making my matcha, I have two options as far as scooping it out. I have a tablespoon that I can kind of shave off as I'm pulling it out of the tin and it will be exactly the same amount every time. Consistent, perfect matcha. Or I have the traditional Japanese bamboo scoop where it's a completely different amount every time. Mm -hmm. I use the bamboo scoop every time because it's the chance that this time it might be better than yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And I will do that for the rest of my life. Like the consistency almost scares me. The chance that I could improve. Amber calls me a tinkerer. I always have to mess with things because I'm always thinking there's, I know this could be better. This can be 1% better. I just have to try something new. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that with that job, it's that idea of like, it doesn't matter what the money is. It doesn't matter what the benefits are. That just that locked in, here is your job. Yeah. You know, you and I wake up every day. We're very lucky, but we wake up every day with the chance to do better than we did the day before. Yeah. Um, and that that the doing better will actually affect everything, our career, our bank account. And so, 
it's a it's a mindset for sure. It is, man. It's so funny what you said about tinkering. Like, oh, this could be better. That's why I struggle with putting things out online, drumming wise, like performance videos, because I always think this could be better. This could be better. Right. <clears throat> and it's not even sort of like procrastination. Like, oh, it can't be. It's like, well, I I could figure out another way of doing this that w- it would be better. So it's so that's why I never put out videos of me just playing for ages and ages and ages because I just think. Yeah, but if I did that again, the likelihood of it being better is pretty it's pretty high. So I'll just it's go. It's a tough balance. It's, to, it is really hard, to, yeah. Because we have to at some point do it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, and and it's weird because part of your personality also says yes to a band that's playing in front of 20,000 people in six hours from now that you've never even heard the music of. <laughs> so know, it's like, it's so how does weird. that happen? It's so weird. And also like that, that whole last minute gig thing, being a musician, as much as sometimes I hate it, where like, you know, you can't really predict, well, you can't predict for the next few years, let alone the next few months. When, when times are stressful, like that does bother me. But then in actual fact, I kind of like that. I kind of like not knowing what's around the corner. Um, And in like a a specific job role and a corporate thing, like that, those sort of chains around me just would frustrate me it's the same with paragon we've got this cool studio and we're there pretty much every other day maybe but the thought of like having to be there as soon as you tell me i have to do that be there or i have to do something mm-hmm. now i don't want to do it so it's like yeah that's yeah. that's imagine where I paragon being acquired by another big shoe company that's like no no you guys just stay the exact same but now here's your fixed salary and you work nine to five yeah. Same location. Nothing changes. It's like, no, everything changes. The mindset changes. Exactly. Right now it's a gamble. I show up, you know, at 6 a.m. because I can I can get in a little bit more work before the other competitors do their work. And yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a unique mindset. And I bet there's a lot of our listeners that identify with that mindset of like, no, my brain gets it. I know that that secure job at that secure, great pay and benefit. I know. I know that's the right choice. But no, mate. Um, you know, and it's like woof. the about the amount of uh, yeah, the amount of people, the amount of times I've actually said to like Rona or something like, oh, you know, you know what would be cool if I had like if someone paid me to do this or work for them and it was it only took up X amount of my time. She just always laughs right. and like says, you'll never that would never ha- you'll never think that was good. You would wouldn't enjoy that. The, the grass isn't greener for you anyway. Like stop thinking you already that. had it with the you know the company that makes the hoodies you love yeah you could have had a job but and it's like but it's so creative and it's it's everything you want it's the company you like, and it's job. like it's a job but yeah exactly <laughs> mate. i'm like oh god what i do now it's so funny mate um you know at the the, the live event that we 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 had a uh, in Folsom the, the live podcast mm-hmm. and um i can't remember who it was and they asked the question of like you know where what do you do if things don't work out or you know what do you do if yeah. things don't happen or come to fruition and it was so true i just remember th- saying like i still don't know if it's going to work out i'm like 32 years yeah. old now i still don't know I, the f- I don't know what i do for a living i don't know what my life is <laughs> but i love it do you know what i mean if, if, the, yes. if the taxi man says to me you're right mate what do you do i actually have to think before i say anything i go well i, I kind of like I'm I'm like a drummer, but it's not it's not as you know it's not as simple as that. I, have, I sort of have this podcast as well, and and then I sort of teach, and then I sort of sell shoes, and yeah. it's like what, what do I do? But I love that, and I think if you're employed, <laughs> absolutely, you know, you would just state your job title, and that's just not for me. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. All right, okay. bring on your next one. Okay, buddy. cool. This is a this is an interesting one, right? I went back and forth and deleted this one about fifteen times because I couldn't <laughs> nail it on the head. But anyway, what is um, what is it about your playing that you love most of all? Like, what is something that you do on the kit, sound wise, that you love? Like something you play, a feel, a chop. There's a sound that you. I would say it's my left foot texture. Your left foot texture. Okay, yep. cool. And I, I, my mate, chicks. I would agree. I think a lot of people love that about your playing. And if they were blindfolded, they would be able to be like, yep, yeah, that's Mikey J. That's it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's him. Okay, cool. That's old Megalito. And I guess you worked very, very hard to get that to the point. Insanely hard. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, Decades. one morning you wake up and that skill and that sound, that sound that Don't is, do it. uh, Don't do it. shaped you. Got you some students, got you some clinics, got you all these endorsements maybe. That sound that you've worked so hard to build has now gone. You've woken up one morning and you can't remember it. Oh. You're trying to do this left foot thing. And you're like, I'm sure it was something to do with my left foot. You sit down at the kit and that sound that people identify with has completely gone, right? Now, these aren't roads now. These are pills, right? The blue pill. Okay. okay. You can take the blue pill and it will bring back that sound. Mm. And it will be even better, right? Even better, if, that, oh if that's even possible. Or <laughs> the red pill. Now, if you take this red pill, you will be given all of Dave Weckl's skills and techniques, right? However, your sound no longer exists and you'll never remember that sound ever again. So... This comes down to basically picking sound over pure skills and technique. Okay. All right. Now, we talked about how this could be short or long. Yeah. So this is an immediate short with some length. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that means. An immediate short with some length. All right. I'm definitely taking the blue pill. Okay. I want I want my sound. Okay, you want your sound. I I I it was interesting. I thought you would say that because you've been working so hard at your sound over the last couple of years. That's honestly what it is. My sound when I cuz I still, you know, one thing that I love about Dave um Vinny as well, but especially Dave is modern Dave is enjoy is as enjoyable to me as whatever I don't think there is a prime Dave. Like, you know, people would say like, oh, the 80s fusion and the 90s fusion. It's like, I don't know. I I actually love listening to him in 2016, 2018 now with his big band. So when I listen to him and I think about it in comparison to me, the distance between me and Dave honestly seems about as far as it was when I was 16 and listening to him and, you know, just discovering him as like a drum God. Mm. So when I think about being able to play like Dave, man, if I could play like Dave for one day just to get inside that world and be like, oh, that's, you know, there's so many mysteries in Dave's playing to me that I I literally just don't know what it is. And for some weird reason, I'm scared to find out what it is because I don't want to lose my um my love for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I so it's like I don't want to unravel the mystery. I don't want to know the magic trick. Yeah. So it's a weird thing because I idolize it so much, but I'm very reluctant to ever sit down and press, you know, pause a thousand times to get the slow motion stop frame to figure out what he did. I I don't want to know. 
But the thing is, the last two, maybe three years of my life is the first time I've ever liked my own drumming. Mm. So even a lifetime of idolizing someone else does not compare to a year of being happy with yourself. Mate, 100%. And also as well, in my opinion, sound outweighs skill and technique. For sure. We had it at the camp, mate, with old Scotty J. Mm, you know, Scotty. With yep. Scotty, he, he he sat down at the kit. Um, as You know, ev- loads of people did at that camp. Everyone did. But like, he had a thing about him that he played and he made people bang their heads and smile. And, and that means more than being able to play the fastest or be the most fluid on the kit and whatever. And I think, yeah, I think that's really cool. I think there's a couple of really cool points behind this question. Um, that you know, sound is 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 cooler. It's it's more important to a lot of people. Um, yeah. Not saying that Dave doesn't have a sound, but you know, sound is sound is really really important. And then second of all, like the grass isn't always greener. You know, that's that's kind of what I wanted to like uh, portray in this question. Was like, look, you can, yeah, you know, how much do you value what you play and your sound behind the kit? Because there is an option to take that away and take from someone else. And that's the same with me. I wouldn't do it if you said to me. If I had the same question, blue pill or red pill, blue pill, I lose my sort of like six stroke stuff that I play and the sound that I have on the kit uh, or the red pill and I can take all the chops from Eric Moore and, you know, like all the sound from Travis. I just wouldn't do it. No. Wouldn't wouldn't do it at all. If the grass is greener, water your freaking lawn. (laughs) simple man i mean seriously exactly. like dude just practice i mean and that's the thing is like i i did practice because the grass was greener you know i found myself spending so much time especially when with youtube it wasn't a thing at all but with instagram it was a thing i found myself you know maybe five six years ago spending so much time almost jealous of people's sound i i wanted to be someone else and i would run to the kitten you know, I'd try to think like, how do I do this Keith Carlock thing? I never tried to figure out the licks or the chops. I wanted the sound. Yeah. And then I realized like, I can't have the sound. Keith is like six, three. He plays with his drums tilted down. Like he, he has a lifetime that has turned him into who he is. And that was when I had to, I mean, that was the loneliest time I've ever had on the drum set was when I had to leave my influences and stop following all of my idols yeah. and stop watching them. And I was like, all right, you're you're it's you now who are you what do you like you know what do you like the most about drumming in general and that was a weird thing I mean you know what I like the most about drumming is very counterintuitive to drumming I, I I don't I don't like I mean I love a good pocket you know when you and I like kind of make fun slash really don't make fun and idolize country music yeah like we we started off like ah, and then by the end we're like this is the dopest stuff yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the this best is, you know in the entire world in the entire world or or Nickelback or whatever it is where we start off kind of laughing and then all of a sudden we're like but it's pretty awesome. I love Good Pocket, but not like the way that Steve Jordan loves Good Pocket or that someone else that really just plays Pocket loves it. Honestly, I would say even you. I mean, you always everything you play always has this massive two and four on it. That's not what I. I, that's not what brings me the most joy on the drum set. Yeah. It's that tippy tappy kind of like thing, but it has a pulse. Pulse to me is almost more my what I look for. Is like even if we're in nine eight, is there still a pulse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something. <clears throat> one two three four five six seven eight nine. One two three four five six seven eight nine. One. 
that type of thing. And so, yeah, to lose that and, you know, especially after working so hard to finally get there now, yeah. even though I still think the distance between me and my idols is massive. Um, and the other thing is, I feel like I know Dave Weckl is improving for sure or whoever, you know, we could throw in Vinny there or Dennis Chambers, but I know they're improving, but not at the rate. Like I have so much room to grow. I feel like they can get like 2% better. Yeah. I got <laughs> yeah, a good like yeah, 47% yeah, yeah. left in the tank yeah. until I achieve what I want to achieve. And so, yeah, I think that's what you, me, all of our listeners, that's what we love so much is the journey is ever present. It's always evolving. Our brain is always three or four steps ahead of our drummer body. So we can already hear the things that we can't do. Mm-hmm. And we're just never close to the finish line. And that's that's what makes art so much more enjoyable than sport. Sport, there's a trophy. There's a finish line. There's a peak. You have peaked. You are only going to get worse from here on out. Yeah, Drumming just doesn't have that. Art doesn't have that. Because as our physical skills decline, which they <laughs> inevitably will, our taste our patience, our, our musicality will keep growing. And so it's it's a great thing. I value sound within drummers more, more than ever, mate, more than ever. It's the only thing that separates us, right? It's literally like, now that everybody's good. Exactly. Like, like the Foo Fighters example, again, like I watched it and I was going through like the YouTube show. I can't, I can't believe I missed it for one. Like I can't believe I missed tickets, but anyway, like I'm watching the, watching the guys play and it's an amazing emotional night. And, you know, like a lot of the guys who went up played sort of note for note exactly what what Taylor did, and you're just thinking like, okay, that's that's it. There's there there's this is exactly what I mean. Like all of these different guys are playing literally the exact same thing as Taylor did, right? Why does it right. sound so different? Why doesn't it sound as good? You know, not saying that right. they sound sounded rubbish, but you know, we're still yeah. not. We haven't heard the Foo Fighters with another drummer. We just haven't. Um, so it's like. Totally why what what is what is different there and it and it's how people play it's how people physically feel on the drum kit that makes the sound of the kit different and unique and that's i love that mate i think that's that's a, a very like important thing to remember sometimes on the kit that doesn't matter yeah. mate like it doesn't matter if you're the most technical guy or girl in the world it doesn't matter whether you're practicing to be the the quote unquote best drummer in the world are you having fun and does that fun shine through on the drums because that's the thing that is going to make people drawn to you do you know what i mean um so yeah i, I think i think that was a really good answer mate because I, I feel exactly the same when when it's actually in front of you and you go right i could cherry pick all these cool things that i've seen off this drummer and that drummer but i would lose everything that i've just naturally got you know yeah no. and worked for you exactly. know i mean that's the thing is like if you think about the choices we've made here today they're it's always like going in the direction of take the risk, bet on yourself. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. I, you know, mate, I mean, man, I, I can't even imagine somebody coming to me in my twenties and being like $125,000. You are the A&R of DW, not A&R. You're the, the head of marketing. Yeah. And I still would have been like, yeah, I think I'm good, man. Yeah. And it's like, dog, you make $11 a week. <laughs> teaching one student it's like yeah but i might have two next week i might have three the week after like i have to bet on myself and you know this happens a lot i don't i don't know how the finances work in um in your football over there in soccer but in our football we have these moments of negotiation that are allowed to happen and then at some point you can't negotiate anymore right 
But in our football, there's so much chance for injury. So there's a lot of times the player is like, no, I'm I'm actually not going to sign a deal. I think I want to go through this whole season without a deal and bet on myself that by the end of this season, I'll be worth more than I am right now. Right. Got you. Where it's like, dude, you could break your back and never get paid again. Where if you did the deal right now, you get guaranteed $40 million. And they're like, I'm betting on myself because I might wow. get 80 if I just perform. And it's like, <laughs> that's great. It happens all the time in the NFL. And it's mm-hmm. it's scary because it's like the whole season, you're just hoping that person without the guaranteed contract doesn't get hurt. But if they make it through and maybe get to the Super Bowl or to the playoffs, they could double their money for the rest of their lives. And it's like, yeah, that's just in some people to be Big. like, yeah, let's do it big life lesson there mate i mean it happens in music and it happens in being a drummer every, every single day you know i wish people yeah. i wish that that was i don't know i feel like a lot of drummers specifically you know you don't have to do everything you know and and what you do now will affect what happens later on in life you know like there's been things that i've turned down there's there's plenty of things mike has turned down and uh, I, I think I think betting on yourself is is a really good lesson for people, mate. I think the big takeaway here, hopefully for everybody, is if you can, if you are in the an age demographic and a lifestyle demographic that can, don't be scared to bet on yourself because that's I think what these choices have shown is that that's just our personalities is we'll always bet on ourselves and it doesn't always work out, but just roll the dice again. All right, everybody have a great day.